welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Hopefully this sounds good. I'm recording on my uh, backup microphone because I didn't want to go upstairs to the studio. Um, I'm recording this super late. This I'm recording this less than 24 hours, actually less than 12 hours before this episode goes live. Um, busy as hell week, busy as hell weekend. Um, lots of fun stuff coming in and out. Uh, Friday, I'm, I'm just looking at my calendar. Friday. I was in uh, super dad mode because my daughter, uh, it was opening night for her uh, musical uh, performance. She is uh, the witch, which was the character played by Meryl Streep in uh, Into the Woods. Um, But I had to go to the ex-wife's house to pick up the makeup she needed for the show. I had to, you know, get her to and from. I also had a great podcast episode that will come out soon. That I had to record, not that I had to, that I got to record that day. Um, this podcast is also a very great one with a very lovely lady. Um, more on that in a second. Um, I, I've submitted for probably four acting roles. Um, I got one, a voice, my first voiceover uh, role. Not a, you know, not a large production thing but uh, not a lot of work either frankly um just <laughs> just getting to uh record a, a, a you know my voice so uh that was that was fun i even have a uh film i've been talking back and forth a foreign film or a film that's filming in a foreign land um i'll tell you more about that if things come to fruition uh and of course to my listeners in the St. Petersburg and surrounding areas, I hope you've got your tickets for Women Want Everything. Premiere is May 27th. Um, and uh, everyone who uh, goes there, I will be there. There's a 4 o'clock and a 7 o'clock and an after party. Um, so you can you can buy me a drink. And uh, guaranteed if you're there, I will, I will shake your hand. And uh, if you ask for a hug, I'll give you a hug. Um, you know. And at the after party, I, I might give you a kiss. Who knows? Because I, you know, I'll 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 be cutting loose when after seeing the movie a couple times. Um, yeah. Then Saturday, I had my son's football game. I had to go coach. That was miserable. And uh, and I had to run to an audition, an in-person audition. I haven't done one of those ever in my life. I mean, like aside from back in my days at St. Paul's, uh, you know, grade school doing doing plays uh i put on a i was a fantastic tin man in the third grade uh wizard of oz and uh i was the white rabbit in fourth grade alice in wonderland um and then there was a few other played an angry italian man a efficiency expert who tried to uh get rid of santa claus all the yeah yeah so since eighth grade, this is probably the first time I've actually had an audition in person, uh, you know, since I've gone back to the uh, acting world or trying to get into the acting world. But a lot of busy, busy stuff. And that the busier you are, the better you feel in this line of work. And today I actually spent most of my day at uh, USF uh, watching UCF USF baseball game, uh, which was a blowout, unfortunately, for the for the school from you from Orlando, not, not my alma mater. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a good time, got credentialed there for FL teams. Uh, so was able to score a couple, uh, interviews after the game with some, uh, Knights baseball players, actually their, their quarterback plays baseball. So I talked to him just for a minute. So it was fun. It reminded me of my old days when I worked for the race. I was, you know, I was on the inside. I wasn't the outside media, but uh, fun to, uh, you know, I, I love baseball. It's, uh, I've, I've, I've been able to appreciate it a lot more for a while there after I left the Rays, uh, you know, I'd watch the Rays play, but the, the appreciation for the game kind of went away a little bit and it's, uh, it's found its way back to my heart 
So, you know, delightful way to spend a day uh, watching, watching baseball and uh, watching the Rays just win every game every night is, is also ridiculous. But anywho, Sophie Thompson is on the Jeff McAlino podcast today. Um, she is the CEO and co-founder. I'm doing this off memory, which I probably should not be doing. Um, <laughs> see, is she uh, see in voiceover work? I I don't uh, I don't stumble over my words as much. Um, Sophie, Tom, let's start this all over again. <laughs> Sophie Thompson, uh, her company is called Virtual Speech. Uh, I'll let her tell you about it, but uh, combines AI, virtual reality, and it really focuses on uh, soft skills training. Um, so, yeah, she's the CEO and co-founder of Virtual Speech. Um, very interesting stuff. We talk about virtual reality. We talk about artificial intelligence. Somehow we segue into talking about my fear of frogs, which is always slightly embarrassing, yet I, I go back to it over and over again. And uh, somehow I'm pretty sure I talked about porn at least once or twice um, <laughs> in the podcast. So, you know, things things have a way of, of going that direction, I suppose. Uh, but it, it's a very interesting uh, thing that that you know, the company she founded, uh, and, uh, has some, some really cool utility. So I'll, uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with Sophie Thompson and myself. And quickly, before we get to that, let's pay the bills, shall we? Hey folks, you know, I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot. Uh, with my own struggles. Uh, a lot of times I'll talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. Get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. More scheduling flexibility and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody. I am very pleased to welcome Sophie Thompson to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you, Sophie? Hi, Jeff. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I I keep thinking I, I don't need to mention my sunburn, but I do a, a, a screenshot uh, for the social media of yeah, I'm sunburned, so <laughs> I'm very red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's living in Florida. Um, oh, lucky. I'm in uh, the UK at the moment, and there's literally a rainstorm happening outside my window right now. Oh, well, like, any minute in Florida, it could be like a hurricane, mm, and then bright sun again, like five minutes. Like, yeah, like, very like, extreme. Yeah, you, you, will, you will look like this, and then it'll pour rain on you, and then you, you'll get the sun right back in like a 10-minute span. And it's like, I don't, I don't know what just happened. I'm wet. I'm burned. <laughs> All at once. There's an alligator over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Florida's a fun place. <laughs> I don't even, do, do people get sunburned in the UK? I know that sounds like a stupid question because it, I, when it came out of my mouth, but I, I don't think I've ever like seen sunburned British people. 
Um, if you go on holiday to like France or Spain, you will see a lot of burned British people. Um, I would say yes and no. Like the the slightest thing. Well, I'm just speaking from my own experience here because obviously I'm I'm very pale. Um, like the slightest bit of sun would burn me. So like a day in Florida and I would be burnt to a crisp. So (laughs) we do get burnt, but we don't have that much sun to give us the opportunity to turn or burn. That I I guess that's it. You you just don't see the sun or you you don't get the quality view of the sun that we (laughs) Exactly. And when it is warm here, because all of our houses are built for like insulation to hold in heat, it's like a horrible hot. Like we had a heat wave last year and we were not okay like we've got carpets everywhere like thick insulation in our walls like no air con anywhere and it was like 40 degrees centigrade so um yeah we were not okay last year so actually i don't mind the rain <laughs> I, I was fascinated that there are people and buildings and stuff in the world uh, you know I, i've lived in florida my whole life uh and it's like wait you didn't have air conditioning how does how do you live like you would die easily you'd be dead <laughs> like in march in florida if you don't have and that's supposed to be like a cooler month for mm-hmm. um yeah like i went two weeks without air conditioning and i almost went on a murder spree because i was losing my mind it was just constant wow. just sweating just like I'd, <laughs> I'd be taking cold showers four times a day just to just so i wasn't like boiling <laughs> Yeah. yeah we don't get that over here in fact we i only know one person who has aircon in their house the rest of us have these fans that i mean they literally look like they're from like the victorian era um we um yeah so that's why we struggled so much when there was a heat wave um and i'm the sort of person who actually likes winter more than summer anyway so um yeah we also like to complain in the uk so we were in our element talking about the weather <laughs> and moaning last year <laughs> Well, we, America kind of came from the UK, so I think we share that. We like to complain. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll blame that on our, our Americans' heritage, even though my family didn't come here until the 1900s. So, <laughs> nah, from Italy, too, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what your excuse is, Jeff. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not complaining. I like the, yeah, it, but yeah, no, I don't like the heat. But, and I, but I choose to live in Florida, so. Mm-hmm. You only got yourself to blame there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, I, I don't have any excuses. It's all me. Uh, <laughs> so, Sophie, you have, um, you are the CEO and co-founder of Virtual Speech. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about that, and then I, uh, afterwards, I'm gonna turn into uh, explain it to me like I'm a kindergartner because. I'm about as smart as a kindergartner, but <laughs> tell me about virtual speech to, to kick things off. Yeah, so virtual speech is an online education platform that blends e-learning with practice exercises online and in virtual reality. So people probably familiar with e-learning platforms like LinkedIn Learning, Coursera and so on. But the difference with virtual speech is that you can then practice your skills directly at the point of need so that you learn through experience. You're not just kind of passively learning through materials, you're actively learning. So on our platform, we have about 30 courses that are all focused on so-called soft skills. So that's like your interpersonal skills, your communication skills. So we have courses on things like public speaking, leadership communication, sales, job interview preparation, and so on. And once you're in virtual reality, for example, you can upload your own slides and notes into the app with you. So it's the most realistic experience possible. You can pick the audience size that you want to um, practice in front of or um, the number of people in a group you want to practice, say, a difficult conversation with. And you get instant feedback as well. So you know exactly where you need to improve. And so I'm trying to wrap my head around the technology. (laughs) So the... There's AI that basically serves as, is that where you get the feedback from the AI? Yeah, primarily from AI, yes. So that feedback is on things like your your use of hesitation words, how many ums and ahs you're saying, your eye contact, pace, volume, tone, keywords, that kind of thing. 
Oh, so it can even... Well, I guess that's part of the virtual reality is the, the eye contact and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which which I, I always realize when I'm doing this. My camera's up here and your face is down here, so you never get eye contact from me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's very hard for everyone. I am... Um... Apparently what you should do is like put up like a sticker by your webcam or a picture of your family behind. And then that means that you'll look at the camera. But yeah, very and I'm not even using. There we go. This is the camera I'm supposed to use. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, the screenshot will be from this camera. Um, yeah. You screenshot really of a sunburnt Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I don't know if it switched when the uh, recording stopped. Um, so you. So you like put the headset on and you can practice your speech or your, your really anything, right? I mean, it, could, is there like a, a breakup simulator? <laughs> I, need to, I need to practice this, the virtual reality before I, you know. <laughs> we break up with someone. Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> if there's not, I feel like there's a, there's an opportunity. There's a gap in the market. So, I mean, what we focus on is business skills, um, <laughs> but we do have modules on like difficult conversations. And actually there is one in there where you can have a free flowing conversation. So we don't put a parameter on what you're discussing. We basically present you with an AI avatar and you tell the avatar what you want to talk about. So, I mean, technically you probably could practice that. Maybe you should give it a go. <laughs> See what it comes back with. I, uh, well, yeah, I, I get it. So you tell the AI. So it's is um. So you could tell the AI like to react positively or negatively, for example. So if you um, say you're having like a workplace difficult conversation. So if like an employee hasn't met their targets, for example, you can practice where they are very receptive to your feedback or you can practice where they're very defensive with the feedback as well. And it, so AI has really uh, come a long way. <laughs> I, mm. I, I sound like a 90-year-old man, but <laughs> is it, is the AI you use, is that, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the right way to ask the question without giving away how unknowledgeable I am on, on artificial intelligence. <laughs> um is it something you've designed or is it just like this is everyone has access to this AI. We just chose to use it in this way. Does that question even make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so we use a couple of different um, AI models, language models. And um, so one of them is chat GPT, which is like the latest buzzword everywhere. Um, and obviously that's open source. So anybody can access that on the open AI website. What we've done is integrated it into VR and trained it around different learning prompts. Um, so it's not it's not entirely like a free for all in terms of knowledge. It's like directed learning, but the avatar can still have a, a free flowing conversation with you and can respond to you based on what you've said. Whereas before actually before GPT 3.5 at the end of last year, that just wasn't possible. So that's been a real game changer in terms of of learning it's it's kind of it's interesting that i i feel like the vr that this whole model is has taken off and i hadn't heard of anyone using it the way you have used it but it makes perfect sense but i even like you know i i know athletes even are like you know put mm -hmm. this on this is you know you're gonna see the field in football the same way you know it, it's yeah it's kind of crazy um, but it seems great. Uh, do, <laughs> the, the I can feel thing, a butt coming. <laughs> well, no, no. It, well, I, the, it, just as I'm saying this, I'm like two things pop. You know what it is? It's Hollywood ruins everything. It's uh, <laughs> one thing. I'm like, well, is this how Skynet gets started? <laughs> the Terminator. And the other thing is, uh, I don't know if you ever saw this movie Surrogates with uh, Bruce Willis, where everyone no? just they sit in a chair and they just live their life through like an Android. Oh but, gosh. Yeah. And they, but they're actually real people, but they just, they're all fat and gross because all they do is just sit and live sit with their headsets, li live with their headsets. So it's like, this is either the, and even that it's like, I don't know if that's a bad thing. 
people are happy. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, obviously I'm in the VR industry, so um, but there's lots of people in the industry who are kind of blanket evangelists for it. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm one of those people, but I definitely believe in using tech and VR where it adds to, to people's lives. So um, in like an educational setting or, for example, in something like real estate, it's being used so that you can like look around a house before you then go to that in-person viewing and that saves you time. Like, that's great. Um, What I am not entirely convinced of is social VR, which is what you're talking about, where it replaces like human interaction and social interaction. Um, I can see how it can add to it, like if people live in remote areas and it will feel like you're say going to the cinema with with your friend who's not physically there but I think kind of like with social media in the early days that there's probably all sorts of negative effects that we just aren't even aware of yet so I I would tread very carefully around social VR yeah well and and your company is designed to help people it in real life like yeah ironically this is this is to educate you how to speak to real people you yeah. just get to practice it right i mean that so your model is definitely not creating the terminator speech yeah ours is an educational tool for for real life conversations and communication and and when it comes to the workplace i mean very early on this is one of the premises that we built virtual speech on was that with the rise of ai and it's those skills that make us uniquely human that will become irreplaceable so like the eq skills like the emotional intelligence skills those interpersonal skills that are very difficult if not impossible for ai to replicate that so um i think they'll only become increasingly important how we communicate with each other yeah no i i i like it because i it does it's as i'm thinking of it it's like my the tangent i just went on about you know people becoming basically robot this is specifically anti that i mean in my mm-hmm. head it's like this is no you this trains you to actually speak to humans not yeah to be a, not to, not to avoid them <laughs> yes yeah the um the, i i think the the chat gpt thing is funny because i i think everyone uh now just it, I have kids and I'm like, I hope they don't know about the, they, I know they do, but it's like, they're never going to do homework again. Like, it's going to be, hey, do this for me, chat GPT, just write me a paper. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but e- even that, I mean, use, I don't know, it's an interesting, uh, I, I, I always used to, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, it was a math class I, I had and someone's like, can we use calculators? And they're like, yeah, because there's a calculator in everyone's pocket. Like, you're <laughs> never going to be in a world where you don't have immediate access to a calculator. It, you know, you don't need to do the math in your head anymore because it's there. And yeah. uh, I I had one teacher who's like, I only give essay tests. This is in college. I only give essay tests because any idiot on the planet can pull out their phone and look up a multiple choice question. Yeah. That doesn't, you, you, like, you, you're never going to need to pick A, B, C, or D on, mm. a, on a quiz because it's here. So I don't know. I, I guess the, the ability to use technology is as important or more important than actual knowledge, almost. Knowledge of how to use the technology to get the knowledge. Mm, I yeah. <laughs> I've seen loads of things on LinkedIn because now obviously everybody's an AI expert and they're saying things like, um, AI um, won't replace your job. Somebody who knows how to use AI will, um, yeah. which I think is interesting because I'm sure, well, millions of people have tried chat GPT and, and people get different answers and different accuracies back. And that's where it becomes important, like the prompts and the parameters you put into it. Um, but I do think we still need to be conscious of how quickly, like we as humans, our society can adapt to something like AI. So like when it comes to like the education system, I mean, my immediate thought is, oh, we'll just have to like adapt and like 
assess education and learning and knowledge through different means but then that's very easy to say <laughs> but very difficult to change something that's been one way for decades and suddenly may have to change extremely quickly yeah it, it's uh it, it is uh and again this is a a compliment to what you're doing with virtual speech in my mind because you're preparing people to again you're preparing people for something that obviously the technology you use utilizes ai and virtual reality and everything but um and actually I, I, i'm gonna write this down because i i need to ask you about the virtual reality aspect but um you're preparing people for outside of that i i had the conversation like uh last week uh, and, and it was something like, you know, 20 years from now, if, if someone like set off a global uh, EMP or whatever, something that just killed all electricity, people would just starve to death and die. Like people would be like, I don't I don't know how to get food. I don't know how to cook food. I don't know how to how to do anything. And the only way I know how to do things is going on YouTube and searching how to videos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, the my generation might be the last one and i'm not good at anything I, anything i have to fix i i go on youtube uh but it's yeah, like, at least i have some functional like okay i know how to cook i i know how to do some things with my hands but my kids are never not going to know anything they're going to yeah. <laughs> like and and again it's it's one of those conflicting things like oh you should teach your kids to do, well should i because they're just what you said the people who know how to use the technology are the ones that are going to thrive in this world not the people who are like oh i don't like that technology i do things the old school way yeah and also by the time i mean depending how old your kids are by the time in 20 years time though they might have like robots doing things for them like replacing light bulbs like maybe the robots will be doing it maybe we just won't have light bulbs yeah yeah and and the um even I was talking yesterday to, to somebody and saying, like, I really, my daughter's 13. So the odds of her not knowing, the odds of technology be, I, like, I don't want to teach her how to drive. I want her to just be able to get in a car and it drive her places. Like, as as they get older and the self-driving cars are not not yet where, where they need to be, or, you know, they probably are, but we're not allowed to use them. Um, I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to teach her to drive. And I even said, I, if I did not have children, I had to drive to school, you know, and, and other activities, I would not have a car because you're paying for gas, you're paying for car insurance, which in America is exorbitantly expensive, uh, especially in Florida, <laughs> uh, but you're paying for all the maintenance of the car, you know, your tires, your your oil changes, all that stuff. I'm like, I, it, everything gets, this this brings me everything I need to my house. I don't need to go get anything. Um, and when I do want to go places, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, quite a heavy drinker. So if I'm going any place socially, I Uber anyways, because I'm going to drink. <laughs> you can't I, drive, yeah. Yeah. So it's like if I didn't have the children to to bus around, there's no way I'd own a car. I would just let this again because you know Uber's through through the phone too. I would let this do everything for me. But if if I lost this or the battery died or broke, I'd be stranded. <laughs> mm, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's downsides to it. Yeah, and the way that you're talking there is that. It, obviously it's not the same but it's not actually that much of a stretch then to imagine like in 20 years time you're sitting there with your vr headset and you don't need to like drive to see your kids you can just meet them in vr instead you've not got your car anymore you've got your vr headset yeah well and and i mean look at how we're talking right i mean <laughs> yeah. that's that's uh i i've said before i'm like i wouldn't have a podcast without zoom because I can only talk to people who I, you know, live around me. And I've, I've done like two in-person recordings of the podcast in 120 something episodes because, you know, not every interesting person lives in my city. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And the, vir I, the virtual reality, this segues perfectly is 
<laughs> because I because I'm very dumb. I'm sitting here visualizing putting on this headset and seeing these cartoonish looking people. Um, you know, and, and I'm basically talking to like a, a you know, a, a Simpsons character or something. Um, <laughs> but I imagine it's probably like actually seeing a real person. Like I, I, I don't know much about, even though I really would love to dive into VR, I've heard on a podcast, I have no experience with it. Like there's VR porn. So I know they're not watching, presumably not watching cartoons. They're actually watching real people. So, yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> not a rabbit hole I want to find myself in. <laughs> well, now, now I'm like, oh, I know after this, I'm going to be like, I got to just double check to see. <laughs> Are they watching cartoon people or real people? Um, either way, it's kind of disturbing. But <laughs> yeah, and that has a lot of different social implications in and of itself. Yeah, but when when you're practicing your conversations, I mean, is it like you've? Well, yeah, I guess this is a legitimate question. Or again, maybe it's really stupid. Is it like you've got an actor who's? But I guess the AI needs to speak for the person. So how does that? Does it look real or is it clearly not a person? Yeah, so um, there's, I would say there's two different main types of avatar. So there's the, the photorealistic avatar, which is basically real people who are recorded with a 360 degree camera. So obviously they, they are real people, so they look like real people. Um, and then you have the, the computer generated avatars. So really there's a trade-off there between those two types between realism and reactivity and conversation um so for example at virtual speech we have audiences which are of both of them so like you can go you can practice with an audience or with a avatar colleague um with a photorealistic audience or with the avatar so if somebody for example is is using virtual speech because they're nervous and they want to evoke that emotional reaction of say fear while speaking in front of 200 people then they would use the photorealistic audience because they want to use it to evoke that emotional response to um practice getting used to eyes looking at them and so on whereas if you want to use it more for for the role play or the feedback then you'd be more likely to use the computer generated avatars um in terms of the quality of them it does like avatar quality does vary. Um, I'm not actually technical. I'm not a dev myself. Um, but there's there's different ways you can make them better. And like each year, to be honest, every kind of six months, you can tell when there's an avatar that's out of date. Um, so for example, something we're doing at the moment is going back and updating all of our avatars because the ones that are, say, over a year old look really not great <laughs> now because the technology's advanced it's highlighted what they looked like but that was just the extent of the technology available at the time yeah and i guess it at uh, a year ago it probably didn't look you know it was like this is great and mm, yeah exactly um but then as the the graphics displays improve it then will highlight something else i mean even like if you think of when we had like HDTV and before HDTV, we didn't think that it was like any less quality mm -hmm. until you suddenly had the HDTV. And now when you look back at TV from like 10 years ago, you're like, oh, this quality is a bit crap. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I have uh, I've satellite. So when it's a nasty rainstorm, uh, you can't, it, it gives you the option to, if you want to keep watching it, you have to switch to low res. And it's like, I can't even see things on this screen. <laughs> like, is that a person? Yeah, this, I watched TV for 20 years and now I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's very similar when it comes to, to avatars as well. And because it's a, a new area of technology, on the scale of technology anyway, um, it is rapidly evolving. Um, so yeah, the, I mean, the avatars that we're using now, probably in another year or two years time, we'll have to replace all of them as well. Yeah, well, uh, but I, I guess that's a good thing because it's yeah. forward mo motion, right? Yeah, exactly. And actually, there have been studies that show certainly in terms of VR for education, that actually the how realistic the avatars look doesn't actually impact the learning experience. 
um, which I think is really interesting because you would expect the the photorealistic ones, the real people, to be more effective. But I think, I mean, the, I'm going to get the science behind it wrong, but in summary, it's something about how if you put on the headset and you see real people, you have different expectations to if you put on a headset and you see people who you know are avatars. Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess to uh, to jump backwards, uh, I mean, you started this because you had crippling fear of public speaking and, and social anxiety and stuff, correct? Yeah. So talking about um, using VR to help people interact with people, like I used that for myself. So I, I had severe social anxiety, so I couldn't really <laughs> interact with with new people so for example um I wouldn't go to I didn't apply to universities where I had to have an interview because I was just too scared um I wouldn't order my own food in a restaurant because I was scared of that one-to-one interaction um if we had like family friends come over to my parents house I would like hide upstairs even though I'd known them for 15 years um so yeah we created virtual speech originally as the first VR app to overcome the fear of public speaking um, and that was because of our own fears. And long story short, I had a presentation coming up at uni, at university, and it was assessed. So I, I couldn't avoid it. And we created virtual speech as a psychologically safe place to practice something like public speaking. Um, because in a similar way that if you expected to be a really good like basketball player or violinist, you don't just wake up and you're you're excellent you have to practice and with communication skills certainly in the UK anyway you're just expected to know them and to be confident with them whereas in reality that's not the case at all whereas creating this this VR app where you could practice and have the opportunity to practice whenever you wanted um, also helps to create that momentum that is needed to to keep on improving a skill. That's uh, it. It seems, uh, and when I was a kid, I I was good at speaking in front of large audiences, but I was terrible at like community, like one on one, like. Oh wow! Interesting. Yeah, and a very odd. Like I, I remember going up in in church and reading an essay I wrote or something in front of you know a couple hundred people and everyone was shocked because I was the shy boy who wouldn't even make eye contact with people <laughs> like I would, I'd walk with my head down because I didn't want to even yeah. uh, make eye contact with people um and I always credit alcohol for for fixing my social anxiety <laughs> because <laughs> once I started drinking I like to talk and and then it's like well now I don't even need to drink I can just go into you know Drunk Jeff just lives inside me now. It's not. <laughs> He's just normal Jeff now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's just a character I can just click on, and I've become a, all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> but uh, is I, I I while you were talking about your social anxiety and stuff, I was thinking up uh, like for children who, and maybe some of these things maybe are are more American. I I I don't know, uh, but like show and tell as a kid like you have to bring something in and talk in front of your class about it like i know i know classmates of mine i know my kids my son uh has had you know like i don't want to talk in front of people and it's like mm -hmm. this would be a perfect thing like all right just practice it it's virtual yeah. reality just practice it like i feel like there's a i, I know um a lot of what you you do is is focused on business i feel like with children as long as they don't use it as a crutch, like if they use it for what it's intended, like practice, you know, mm -hmm. you have to give a oral book report in front of your class and you're nervous to talk, throw on the headset and practice a couple times. And by the time you go to class tomorrow, you'll feel great about it because you've done it and you've, you've worked the kinks out. You've... <laughs> so, so Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a, that, that I, I'm like I, I I need to figure out if, if I can get my son to do like his science project presentation. Just put on the VR headset and practice a couple times. Yeah, and you'll feel great when you do it in real life because you've already done it and you've yeah. gotten feedback and all that stuff. Um, 
And you can start off with a small audience and then work your way up. So you can start off with just like a one-to-one and then build it up to a whole class. And um, there's actually like a a school of thought, like medical thought now about, um, it's called virtual reality exposure therapy, which is basically cognitive behavioral therapy, but in VR. So where you're exposed to your fear in small manageable doses, if you like, and then once you've once you've done that, you feel a little bit more confident. Then you go to the next level. So, um, yeah, that's we didn't know that at the time. That wasn't a thing at the time, um, but that's what we accidentally created with our little nerdy project. <laughs> now it, it 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 seems like the applications are are endless, um, and now I'm wondering with what you just said if I could get over my fear of frogs in virtual reality. You probably, I don't know if there's an app for that, but I know there's an app for like heights, spiders, maybe there's a frog one. Yeah, I know frogs. Are, that's, I was, uh, I was talking to, to one of my former podcast guests and uh, I, I forget why I was on the topic, but I said, the only thing I've ever murdered are cockroaches and frogs. And he's like, frogs. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, they're demon creatures. They, they, they deserve to die. <laughs> You live in a state with alligators, though. Yeah, I'm not afraid of. I mean, I'm not going to mess with an alligator, but <laughs> but you know, I, I I I don't have an explanation. I I I I had a a meth head point a gun at me, and I didn't break a sweat. Held me at gunpoint, walked me to an ATM to to get money, oh, and I put my credit card in and pretended it. I'm like, I don't know why I can't get it to work. I even had money in my pocket, and I just didn't want to give it to him. And I was just like, I'm just banking this guy's not going to shoot me. Uh, two days later, mm. I opened my mailbox, and there was a frog inside, and I ran away screaming like a child. Um, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I don't I don't have an explanation. I know it's I should be much more afraid of a meth head with a gun than I am mm, of probably. a frog that's this big, but... <laughs> what is it about them? Is it because they jump? Is it their sliminess? <laughs> I I truly don't know. I don't like the jumping. I do not like the jumping. <laughs> and they they for whatever reason, like most animals, like we have lizards in Florida, which I I guess someone was telling me that's not common to, to like lizards are everywhere. Like you open a door and it's not uncommon for a lizard to run in your house and it's like, "Eh, what whatever. It it eats bugs. I don't care." It'll eventually get out or it'll die and I'll I'll sweep it up, throw it out. But like I'm not I'm not gonna kill it, I'm not gonna you know. But uh but they're you know, if if a lizard's here and I move towards it, it's gonna run away. Frogs seem to jump at me. Like they're they're not afraid of me at all. They come <laughs> you know, most animals run away, you know. Yeah. Frogs attack me. I I, I sense the fear. Come out of the drain of a shower. I was showering. <laughs> I was just turning off the water, and I look at the drain, and I'm like, "Is there something?" And a frog just comes on out and jumps at me, and oh, I almost died because I mean, you're slippery, <laughs> slippery, certainly, you know. And again, I, 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 yeah. That, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I still, I did fall. I still have a little scar on my leg. From where I, where I, <laughs> when the frog came out, yeah, I got I got attacked by a frog. It was about two inches in diameter. <laughs> I'm six foot two, uh, and, and this this you know this frog that's that tall uh, almost killed me. Wow, <laughs> not the person with um, on drugs and with a gun at you. The frog. no 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 that I didn't even break a sweat. Like I again I I had money in my pocket. Like there, I had cash in my wallet, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm not giving this." He wanted twenty dollars. <laughs> like he it. risked it all for twenty dollars. Yeah, well, he said he's <laughs> like, I talked to the guy while he was, you know, and, and he's like, "I just, I just need twenty bucks so I could get some meth." He's like, "I'll even give some to you if you want." I'm like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> oh, <is laughs> like he was a wow. he was a polite guy, but he's like, "I just need yeah. twenty bucks," and I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and. uh I, I, I had $20, and in hindsight, it's like, I should have just given him the $20. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that it was the right thing to do, but he could have shot me. That was probably the yeah. thing to do. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I was I was a little <laughs> intoxicated. So, 
I, I, might I explain think I your calmness. Drunk swagger, but but then again, I if I see a frog when I'm drunk, I still run away like a like a little child. Deep rooted fear. I'm, I'll search if there's a VR app for that. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah, it's just a bad look. It's a bad look for someone my size to to like shriek and want to run away. <laughs> <laughs> the um when i was in costa rica i did have a conversation with somebody who um it was just a weird timing thing uh she was walking this gigantic dog and i opened the door at the exact time the dog was walking by so the dog like almost kneecapped like i almost fell over the dog so i like jumped and i she's like oh my god i'm sorry and i'm like no just weird timing i'm not afraid of dogs i'm only afraid, afraid of frogs and she's like frogs What's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Can't they be poisonous? She's like, oh yeah, they're poisonous here. You you shouldn't get near oh. them. And I'm like, then why aren't every? Why isn't everyone afraid of frogs? Yeah. They're poisonous here. But the wow. Costa Rican frogs only came out in the dark, but they ran away. They're the only frogs that actually run away from me and didn't come at me. Um, so the actual dangerous ones. The dangerous ones, they don't want to, you know. Not interested. No, but the 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 harmless ones, they they come at me. <laughs> trying to befriend you. Yeah, or or kill me. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they are. And that that's I, I the week that the frog came out of my shower drain, and I had to call my sister, who's five foot three, and like a hundred pounds. I had to call her to come. Yeah, I trapped it under a cup, and I oh, had wow. to call her to come remove it because I, I couldn't bring myself to. I'm like, I, I, it might escape when I lift the cup, and I, I didn't, I didn't want to kill it, so it was like I just want to trap it and get it out, but I'll have to kill it if I try to remove it because I will not trust it to not mm. attack me. Yeah. Um, but even putting a cup over something you're scared of is scary. Like, I'm scared of spiders. And if I try and put a cup over them, I'm literally like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, well, it was, uh, I don't have one in here, but it was like a, a stadium cup. It was like this big. A big but one. this frog started jumping inside and the cup was moving. So I put, like, books on top of it to make sure, like, this I feel like was... you made that worse for yourself. Yeah, no, it was, it was... It was a horrible experience. Later that week, I was in my backyard and a snake literally crawled, like slithered on my foot. Because we, we don't wear shoes in Florida. I, I had flip-flops on. And literally, the snake was on my foot and I didn't even flinch. I'm just like, just keep moving, please. <laughs> Move along. Yeah, it just slithered right on over me. No reaction. But, wow. but I'm like, the frog, which is tremendously less dangerous i like i i understand how stupid it is <laughs> like i'm <laughs> yeah with snakes as well you don't know which way they're gonna go whereas frogs you they don't even move that quick yeah, <laughs> yeah my, uh... <laughs> i i people uh yeah that's it's uh people love the fact that i'm afraid of frog i i told the story once too where um so in, in the, I think like the desert areas of the United States, like they're like, you always have to check the toilet because there could be a scorpion in there. And it's like, geez, that's awful. Well, one time I was very drunk. I passed out on my couch. I was going to bed. I was, I, I needed to pee. And as I'm peeing, a frog is in the toilet and and I, I tell a story and I'm like, and it let out this loud shriek and it was like, ah, in hindsight, it was actually me. <laughs> it was definitely me that screamed, but in my head, it was the frog that was shrieking as it jumped on me. Again, it jumped out of the toilet, which is kind of also gross. I'm literally, I'm peeing in this thing and uh, I don't know if I hit the frog, probably not. Either way, Thanks and then it jumps out of the toilet onto my chest. I'm like, what? <laughs> no! Oh my gosh. I think yeah. I've only seen a frog like twice in my life. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're lucky lucky you. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But uh, I always thought they were quite cute. But I then I've not seen many of I them. I wish I thought that. I wish I... <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess, look, I, it's, I know people, I, I, I don't know if you have roaches in the UK. And I, again, that's probably the dumbest question ever if you do. And if you don't, then it's like, oh, no, we don't. But, <laughs> but in Florida, we have them. Like, it doesn't matter how clean your house is or any, like, you're going to have roaches. Just mm-hmm. part of life. Um, and I know people who are deathly afraid of cockroaches. And it's like, thank God I'm not that person. <laughs> because I don't know what I, how do you get through life in Florida if you're afraid of a cockroach? Don't they move quite quickly, though? I can understand that mm-hmm. fear. They're fast. There are yeah. You can get a you can get a good workout in chasing a cockroach if it if it wants to live. Yeah. Usually, if you see it, it I feel like it's like ready to die because they really like the dark. <laughs> you know. It's they, come for you to take it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm. I'm. You know, it's like the opposite of a cat. Like when a cat mm-hmm. is gonna die, it like finds some place to hide. Like you, you're like, where the hell's? I have a pet cat. Where did it go? If you can't find it. For a day it's probably about to die and it's like mm-hmm. hiding um cockroaches i feel like are the opposite like i'm ready to die i'm gonna come show my face to the world <laughs> i'm gonna say goodbye to the humans yeah that's it's it's when you walk in a room a dark room and turn on the light and you see one scurry those are the you know oh. you're never gonna catch that one that one that one still got life in it 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 just it was taking advantage of a dark room and once the light went on it's gone Wow. No, I can't say it's ever happened to me here. <laughs> I feel like I live in like a tropical forest, <laughs> which, you know, I guess Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, okay, we need to do a new simulation, getting through a conversation with a Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> and all the animals. I feel like I'm talking to someone in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh. See, the Australians have, like, the koalas and the, you know, the kangaroos, the cute animals. They also have, like, the massive spiders, like, the deadly spiders, the snakes. Yeah, but they do have some nice ones, too. Yeah, no, we we just have dinosaurs. Uh, (laughs) We just have alligators. (laughs) We just see. It's always funny when an out-of-towner and, like, you know, the United States is so big, it's, it's kind of silly because like florida would be its own country in europe right like it's it's a big place mm-hmm. i think it's about the size of italy so it's like it's a it, it's kind yeah. of it's a so people from like a few states away come into town and they see an alligator and they're like oh my god i need to get a picture of it how close can i get before it will kill me it's like pretty close you <laughs> if they want yeah, to eat you, yeah i'm like <laughs> i don't take pictures when i see an alligator unless it's funny <laughs> like because i yeah you, you just see them They're, they are <laughs> they, wow. they i feel like we don't have any deadly animals in the uk so much as our weather is is notoriously not great we don't have like extremes in weather like hurricanes and stuff we don't have extremes in animals so quite lucky really yeah yeah that is uh it 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 seems and again, I know everything I know about the UK from movies, so mm-hmm. it's probably wrong. But, <laughs> but, but it, it seems like uh, it's dreary, not like it's always wet. <laughs> like every time, it's like it's always raining or just finished raining. <laughs> that's, that's what it looks like to me. It's always cloudy, which again, you, you don't get sunburned. Well, that's probably so. fair. Yeah. The cloud is probably fair. It doesn't actually rain as much as its reputation (laughs) says it does. We're having a lot of rain at the moment, but that's quite unusual. So, but it is cloudy most of the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just finished rain, (laughs) but the clouds are just like, it's just like a gray white. Um, And it's very exciting when we have blue skies. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, look, when, when, when you're 80, you'll still have beautiful skin. I will look like a crinkled up alligator by the time I'm 80. Yeah, from all the sun exposure. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it, it's, it's, I think, a decent trade-off uh, <laughs> at times. Yep. Yeah, until I go on holiday to somewhere like Florida and then I, like, look at the sun and I burn. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. I, that if This, wear a lot of sunscreen. If you, And I don't think that's even going to help you, but... <laughs> I don't, know if, 
I don't know if sunscreen actually works. I'll, I'll, I'll be. <laughs> I think it does. I think there's being somebody very pale. Whenever I've like been on holiday to like usually a, a hotter country in Europe, I'll see like patches where I've missed my sun cream and it goes from like actually bright dark red to white. <laughs> I'm, I'm remembering a friend that uh, we intentionally did something oh, no. put a sticker on his back or something so that like it, there was a, a letter on his back where there was no sunscreen and then he he burned <laughs> this letter was burnt onto him. oh my gosh <laughs> so yeah i guess it works uh, i i guess it works i i just i don't really use it very much so <laughs> yeah that's probably why it's not working for <laughs> you yeah yeah it's it's you have to like, use it for it to work yeah it's kind of kind of like the story of how i had my first child <laughs> having a condom in your pocket doesn't actually do it doesn't anything count. Yeah, you actually have to use it <laughs> lesson well lesson learned kind of <laughs> yeah until your second child <laughs> exactly yeah that one was on purpose <laughs> Well, see, now I was going to say, you, you you could practice that in virtual reality, but now we're getting back to the porn. Okay. Yeah, no, I think there's other websites you can probably see that. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, that could be like, mm -hmm. all right, before we do this, you've got to put a condom on. I mean, that could be it educational. Could be there's, for a sex ed class, somebody can do that, that we will not yeah, <laughs> Virtual yeah. speech will stay out of that one. Yeah. Business no, I... skills only. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 that's not a business skill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but the possibilities are endless. I, I'm yes. sure that avenue is still open for any any entrepreneur who dares to go down that road. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sophie, where can um, where can people find uh, you and virtual speech? And uh, I'll obviously link everything in the show notes, but. Uh, Tell my audience where they can uh, can check you out. Yes, yeah, so um, you can go on the website, virtualspeech.com, um, or you can add me on LinkedIn. Um, I'll send you the link so you can put it in the show notes. But yeah, always happy to chat all things VR, unless it's your idea just then. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody don't, else can do that one. <laughs> don't give her ideas about porn. <laughs> yeah, I need anything I about VR other than that. <laughs> I, I, I need to, I need to, you know, take, I, I've done this before on the podcast where it's like, you know, you could start a business with that, but don't, don't put it on the podcast. I, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I was talking to a guy and it was another porn thing. So <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here, alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I mean, alcohol. Yeah, that's a, that's a. Frogs. <laughs> Frogs, yeah. I, I don't talk about frogs enough on the podcast. I, I, I should spread awareness <laughs> about how evil they are. Uh, either that or basically I'm going to end up bullying myself into, you know, not being afraid of tiny creatures. Amphibians. I'll see if there's a VR app for you. And if yeah. it comes out in five years' time, I'm still going to message you and be like, it's here. <laughs> yes, you can finally, you can finally... Try to get near a frog without <laughs> running away like 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 a child. Uh, actually, most children aren't afraid of frogs. <laughs> most people aren't afraid of frogs. No. Yeah, there, there's not a not a not a big. Uh, I, I I I do argue. Everyone has an animal, uh, be it a roach, a spider. <laughs> Spiders the most common. Snakes. There, you know, very few are frogs, but there's weirder fears to have. I, I can't, can't think, think of, of one. Other than... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one at the moment, but I'm no, sure. but they exist. <laughs> I actually, I've heard of a fear before of like I used to work with somebody who had a fear of sponges, like the holes in them, and it used to really like freak her out. Like if you like squeezed a sponge and like soap would come out of the holes, that that's a strange one. She 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 must have had a hell of a time like cleaning her dishes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'd never heard of it before. I was like, what? she was like, oh, I hate it. I can't look. And I was like, what on earth? So there you go. Oh, I would. Could be worse. I, I'm such a bad person because I would bully the hell out of that person. But if someone br like brought a frog near me, I would 
I would kill them. It would not yeah. be funny. <laughs> that would be the end. <laughs> but someone would spun like their desk would just be like I would just sponges with sponges. holes in. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm apparently I'm not a nice person. <laughs> Come to a realization. <laughs> Well, Sophie, thank you so much uh, for you. coming on. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, I, I, I love, I love what you're doing uh, with virtual speech. Thanks very much, Jeff. Thank you. That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you, Sophie Thompson, for joining me. Uh, was an enlightening conversation. Uh, check out uh her links in the show notes below um but yeah very interesting um uh company uh and idea i i love hearing the you know genesis of of uh i don't know just how how these things get founded sorry I'm, her youtube video is playing in the background and i can't make it stop all right <laughs> i'll i'll put a link to her uh, virtual speech youtube page as well in the show notes uh yeah so again fun fun times uh thank you sophie uh for uh uh you know <laughs> playing along i i I, <laughs> I don't know why my brain works the way it does but uh it was a, a fun conversation Hopefully I can get video up. I'll be honest, my microphone was jacked up. Um, and I don't I don't know. Somebody maybe can can email me uh, and, and help me out on this. I don't know how to know. I, I You know, when you join, I record on Zoom. And when you join, you do the test. And my microphone sounded fine. But in the recording, I had to go scrub through the audio. And her microphone was perfect volume, perfect. And mine was a whisper. So I had to go through everything I said, for the most part. I had to completely amplify the noise up so that we sounded like we were talking at the same volume-ish. Um, so hopefully I did that well. But, you know, I, I, I wish there was a way to know that my microphone was so much quieter. I don't understand... And then I, I can edit video, but I don't know how to do the audio in the free program that I use. So, anywho, that's my story. <laughs> hey, I hope you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, whether or not there is a clip from this podcast episode on there, because there's some great stuff on the Jeff McAlino Network. Um, I might rename the channel that. Uh, there is, of course, podcast clips. Uh, there is Drunk Jeff Eats, including new Drunk Jeff Eats with Drunk Chef Jeff, where I will cook things while I'm drinking. Uh, and I am very much looking for recipes, if anyone has any, to send them on over. Um, uh, you can comment on YouTube or just send them to me directly. I don't care. Uh, and then the Dads and Drinks show with myself and Jeremiah Hensley. It's a lot of fun. I hope you give it a shot. Uh, you know, we, we've got probably a little better numbers than I anticipated starting from, from scratch. Uh, honestly, the views of our first four episodes um, and the fifth episode will be coming out on Thursday. But we're very open to feedback and would love to have you involved. Eventually, it might become a live show. Not sure. Uh, we are live in the comments, though, every Thursday night, although I can probably guarantee I will not be in the comments this Thursday because there's the NFL Draft and Game 5 of the Lightning Maple Leaf Series. Also, make sure you're subscribed to FL Team so you get my Lightning post-game reaction videos, if you are a fan of the Lightning, of course. Um, game 3's reaction is a little vulgar. And by the way, the Dads and Drinks show is a, a little more vulgar generally than than the Jeff McAlino podcast. And uh, I I like that because, look, I, I don't really talk about numbers much, but this podcast thing here that you're listening to, if you're listening this far into the outro, I mean, I get over 5,000 listens a month at this point, and sometimes, you know, well more than that. And um, 
it's grown to the point that that I, I still would love any feedback people have, but it's it's become so popular. I don't want to really change what's working, kind of. Uh, if you know what I mean, like I'd love to, to you know, see those numbers go to 50,000 or 500,000 or 5 million a month, uh, or a week. Uh, but you know, it's like, well, come on. I, I used to be like, oh my God, I got 50 listens this week. That's great. When I started this thing now, if I, I, I mean, I've, it's been months since I've had below a thousand in a week and I would probably be very upset if I saw those numbers drop. So, you know, dads and drinks lets me kind of open up another different path uh, for entertainment. So I hope you give that a shot if you are so inclined. It's the dads and drinks show and you can just find it on my YouTube channel. So super easy. Um, And that's about all that I've got. Hit me up on the social medias. Uh, I mentioned FL Teams. I mentioned the Dads and Drinks show. I, I, I solicited recipes. I think I've done everything on my mental checklist. And check out Sophie Thompson and what she's doing over at Virtual Speech uh, so that when the AI becomes sentient, they don't kill us all. <laughs> Boom. It's over. for listening it was amazing <laughs> i i loved it be sure to come back for another great episode i'm one wing away from jeff macalino of the jeff macalino podcast how much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast you went just straight that's my name i'll add the word podcast to it yep see you next week mm-hmm.